Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, I'm Steph. And I'm Simon. And welcome to The Food Fight, where we offer a different perspective on food culture issues around Australia and the world. We'll talk with chefs, producers, business owners and experts to hear their stories and find out what makes them tick. This one's another fun Small Bites episode where we talk about the small quirks and the attention to detail that we both love and hate about restaurants. Welcome to another Food Fight podcast. Hello everyone, how are you? It's a Small Bites episode today and we're really excited about that because we haven't done one in a while, mm, have we? Haven't graced the kitchen set. Yeah, because we've got all these Melbourne podcasts that we've been um, f- releasing on a weekly basis, yeah. which have been great. We had a little break. That was we, a, we, we did, we did six in two days? Seven. Seven, seven in, in three seven, days. Seven in three days. Seven, seven Melbourne podcasts need, in three need, days. We need a fortnight off. Yeah. But uh, no, it's been great. I've been really enjoying going back and listening to some of those chats. Mm. Um, and we've got more on the way. It's we've got chats. more on the way. And we've chat. also like got a few more cool ones lined up. We had a chat with Wes Lambert the other day up in mm. Sydney from mm. uh, Hotel and Catering Australia. Um, and yeah, plenty more exciting things to come, Simon. Good it's all Just happening. Chats all around. Stay tuned. Mm. Um, but, you know, we like doing these small bites episodes, so why not, eh? Mm, let's, let's, keep, let's keep the ball they're rolling just to, just to have a bit of fun. And I must um, appreciate the beautiful pawpaws that we've got here today as well. Just mm. talk about the beautiful fruit bowl that's in front of us. Good, pretty good array of fruit. A nice array. Yeah. Um, it'll, it'll sit there and just slowly <laughs> decompose. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. <laughs> the thing that we were going to talk about today is like... Uh, oh well. Firstly, do you want to just tell us quickly? Get, let's let's do a quick update for the for the fans out there about uh, what we've been up to, and um, like I mean, most noteworthy of which is you recently did a demo down at the uh, Naruma Oyster Festival mm. and got involved down there. Yeah, getting asked to do things like this now. Yeah, the podcast fame. Yeah, mm. podcast fame. Yeah, everyone realizes that you know how to talk and well, yeah. You know, you're not no, going to yell at people and, and abuse say, people. I, and I just say yes to everything as well. And you say yes not to even everything. Quite low maintenance. I'm like, yeah, I'll cook. It's yeah, you fine. cook. Um, yeah, you are. You are low maintenance. Yeah, it's yeah. Pre- it pretty good. Did um, well, no, it was, actually, it was pretty good. It was underestimated. It was excellent. It was really good. Really, really amazing festival. Um, yeah. and cool little lineup of chefs. Um, it was me. Um, Mark Glenn from Pialigio Estate. He did teach me how to say it. Still probably fucking it up. That's right. Um, and then Jordan Toft from Maryvale and Sean Connolly from many restaurants. Many restaurants. OG chef. And you met up with John Sussman as well. John Sussman was there, yeah. yeah. So we had a, a good little jolly and a good little laugh. There yeah. was lots of uh, 
dinners and stuff put on for for some vips and us chefs and other other industry people mm. so there was a uh, food and booze and lots of oysters mm. so really cool oyster tour um right across the inlet mm. eating, eating oysters fresh from this from the water yeah so it's pretty special um didn't want to tell them that i'm not that big a fan of oysters so, oh, I just really? kept, so I just kept slurping them down, being like, yeah. oh, fuck, I've done eight now. Like, <laughs> it's, about, it's probably the most voice I've ever had in one go. Yeah. And I'm still just like, nah. No, it's good. So, it's it's good. Probably, like, won't, probably won't be invited back next year now. Lots going that. on down in the room there, eh? <laughs> yeah, Maryvale bought up a couple Maryvale places. Maryvale bought a lot um, of sports. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, Holler at us, Justin. We want to talk yeah. to you. Why not? Yeah, so met some real cool people, had some fun times, did a demo, set a pan on fire mid-demo. Nice. So it was good. Because yeah, cool. uh, I thought... It's on like bottled gas. So I'm like, right, I need to cook a steak. I'm just going to get that on now. Get it nice and hot because it might not might not have much power. So I just left it on. And as soon as, as, soon as I put my oil in, I was like, ooh. <laughs> but I was like, all right, I'm, I mean, I can either just let that cool down and try and fill the time or I can just go in. So I'm like, I'm just going to go in. So I put, my, my two, I put one of the steaks in and it <laughs> just went up. The whole thing caught so, on fire. So played it cool. So it says, so guys, I want to show you, if you do set fire to a pan, this is how you fix it. Yeah. So I put a pan on top, which like, it took about five minutes, minutes <laughs> to put out. Um, and by the time I'd pulled off and it wasn't on fire anymore, I'd, I'd perfectly seared one side. Really? So I had to put my second steak in, my timers are all off. Wow. Um, yeah, it was there fun. You go. Maybe you but, come up with a new steak searing technique. Well, yeah, just just set set stuff on fire, fire and, and um, but yeah, played played off pretty cool. Played it cool. I, I can. I'm used to rolling the punches. I got a heckler. Some guy heckled me. Yeah, good. I would have heckled he, you. He said, "Don't be embarrassed," <laughs> and or something like that. And I said, "I'm not embarrassed. This happens all the time. You guys just normally aren't sitting in front of me." Yeah. So everyone everyone thought I handled that quite well. Yeah, I, I think heckler. so too. So nice work. Pushed on. So, Maybe we should do a live podcast and. See how we handle hecklers and things like that. Would you come to a live podcast? Sit on my lounge whilst we do a small. Yeah, lights. you can just sit there's, there and do it. Don't, you can fit about seven. No, people we should do it. We could. We, we have been in discussions with uh, mm. some people about doing some live events and things like that. Yeah, around Wollongong. Yeah. Be I interesting. We should do more. They're fun. Um, I don't really have much to report on. I've just oh, mm. I, I produce another podcast now. It's called Uncomfortable mm. Conversations. Go listen to it. Um. It's not my podcast. It's uh, another person's podcast, an ABC broadcaster named Josh Epps, mm, uh, which is a yeah, it's a cool podcast. So you know, continuing to broaden my horizons in the world of broadcast media, mm. uh, still presenting radio down at Two Ser in Sydney, and um, I don't know. Yeah, you tune in all for over some the morning place. tunes. Yeah, mm. it's good fun. Mm. Um, but just you morning, you're on. What are you, what are you doing? You're doing. Ten till midday. Nine till midday. Nine, nine till midday. Nine till midday. But I've been, I've been, um, I've been filling in mostly. So my sort of, um, my which day sort of has been changing week to week a right. little bit. Yeah. So it was yesterday, which is a Wednesday, and mm. then it's been Thursday a few weeks. Anyway, um, it's fun. Two ser dot com. Become a subscriber. Mm. Uh, anyway, let's talk about food, Simon, because there's some fun yeah. stuff to talk about today. We. I was, I was mentioning to Simon and it's something that I always think about but like there are so many little quirks and and interesting little things that uh, restaurateurs and owners and chefs and whatever front of house managers whoever makes the decisions in hospitality venues have to think about and it's all around finding like things that provide cool little service elements to uh to guests also providing different sort of ways of solving problems to practical 
things that are sort of creative and interesting and items of sort of like attention to detail. So we'll refer to these things that I'm talking about as quirks mm. and we'll sort of like talk about talk about them and about what we like and what we don't like. And so to start off with, and I'm going to have to place the caveat on it that COVID times throws this out the window because yeah. um, all bets are off. All bets are off in mm. COVID. But one of my massive pet hates uh, and something that I'd, I'd just walk into a place and be like, all right, well, they're doing this. So immediately like red flag, what else is going on in this, mm. in this venue? But I just hate fucking laminated menus and laminated stuff. <laughs> like if there's mm. anything laminated around, especially laminated menus that are like, Old and dirty and like yeah, peeling like, yeah, apart yeah. and stuff like that. Laminated menu and the, the corners are folded up. Yeah, it's like well you laminated it so that wouldn't happen, but now you've kept it long enough that it has happened. Yeah, so you measure you, you could use this paper. Yeah, um, yeah. It's so that's the that's the type of thing we're going to talk about. But like I mean, it goes it goes. I mean, it's pretty easy to just bitch about stupid things like yeah. laminated menus and stuff. But and obviously everyone has to like a lot of people are doing it now because of COVID and stuff and you have to do it because you can wipe them and mm. all the rest of it. But it, it's just these small little things that either, I don't know, contribute to an experience or take away from an experience at a venue that we're talking about. Is it the actual lamination or is it the reasons behind a laminated menu? Because normally a laminated menu says to me that they don't change their menu very often. Yeah. So to me, this is what the red flag that comes up with the laminated menu for me. Number one, they are very aesthetically unappealing. Yeah. And that to me says that the person making the decisions on what the menus look like isn't conscious of like their level of attention to detail doesn't extend to them, yeah. their, the aesthetics of their menu, mm. which then makes me think where else does that level of attention to detail finish in places that might be important, yeah. like where it comes to the menu or if it comes to, uh, you know, other, other aspects of sort of like functionality in um, a cafe or a restaurant or mm. something like that. So, yes, I mean, I think when I see a laminated menu, I think they don't change the menu often. So yeah. Therefore, they can just print it, laminate it, and they can keep it for X, X amount of days. I think... Yeah, but cafes are mostly the ones where you see laminated menus. And, like, I don't yeah. really have an expectation that a cafe is going to change their menu very frequently. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, I think if... Depends on the, depends on the venue. Because some venue... I mean, maybe I'm coming at it from, from a sort of pragmatic view as, as an owner-operator that if you're a certain venue, you'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to laminate my menu because I'm just going to have pissed up people spilling beer on it the whole time. Yeah, but you've got like, there are options out there that will stop people from spilling mm. beer on your menu that won't ruin it. Like, for example, like, like menus are always a hard one, right? Because it depends on the size of your venue. Like you've got, uh, you might have a, breakfast menu and a dinner menu or like an all-day menu and a dinner menu and then you've got a drinks list and then you might have some specials mm. or you might have like a tasting menu and a a la carte menu yeah. or you might have you know and then there's always the drinks list and stuff that that comes with it so like menus are something that uh or this constant battle for for proprietors to to figure out yeah. what style they're going to go with and how they're going to fucking do it good places menus are talked about looked at and adjusted more than you'd probably ever think yeah like we i've spent hours and hours reformatting changing wording 
like writing a dish description and then realizing it drops down a line and then working out how I can shorten that description so it fits in one line, whether it's left, whether it's centered, whether it's like go go right, like like all these things, like where to put, like can we get a you know a dietary thing here? Can we fit like a, yeah. an alternate country here? Like do we go A4? Do we go something in between? Do we go smaller? Do we like do double side? Like yeah. so many things. There are so many I've things to wasted consider. away hours. Yeah. Hours. Weeks, months on menu, yeah. Um, menu analysis. That's what I think. The that like almost like um, sort of higher end venues that have small menus have a bit mm. of an advantage when it comes to their menu design, and they're frequently yeah. changing their menus because yeah. you've got like a, a big drinks list, a big wine list, and stuff, which comes in a separate little book mm. or folder or whatever you've chosen to do, and then you then you can just find some decent paper and print that day's menu yeah and and you only need yeah. one piece of paper whether it's a4 or a5 yeah um but yeah like it's those other venues that that like like a cafe or something like that that doesn't actually have a drinks list but you've got like smoothies and juices and tea and coffee and mm. milkshakes and and these things but and then you've also got like maybe you've got well, breakfast that finishes yeah. at ten thirty and lunch and to fit that all like compactly nicely into yeah. one into one document is such a fucking challenge i mean that that's a, a quirk that i don't like is far too many menus yeah when you get bombarded well, it, like too and, much. You, and you've got like a stack of paper <laughs> and you've got, got a filing and, and, you're, and you're like right this is the, the two course lunch menu okay and there's option there and there's a tasting menu cool oh, on the back of that there's uh, what's on there and then you've got the a la carte menu and then there's like a, a, a buy the glass list and a buy the you know buy the bottle list yeah that's too much the, you slim that down the other like you, you as you were saying you're like agonizing over wording and wording is such a funny one as well mm. One of my, it's not a pet hate, I don't give a shit, but I find it hilarious, is when you you look at a menu and it's got a bold heading that says, bacon and eggs on toast. And then underneath it, it says, <laughs> eggs, eggs your way oh, okay. with, with, with crispy bacon and sourdough. And it's like, like, why did you have to put a description for bacon and eggs on toast? You could have just said, yeah, yeah, eggs. But yeah, bacon and eggs on toast. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or places that have... Like really over, um, just sort of over cartoonish names for their for their food. So it's like if you've got a if you've got a eggs Benedict or something mm. like that, and and they call it like the the Benedict oh, Cumber yeah. eggs, like, and then they've got a fucking like description of eggs Benedict <laughs> yeah, underneath yeah, yeah, the yeah, Benedict yeah. Cumber eggs or whatever it is, like, like, <laughs> yeah, names of. Dishes. I just saw it as a <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and like naming dishes or like, okay, my my one for menus is adjectives on a menu, like yeah. don't don't put like crispy pork belly or like no or like moist <laughs> so like or whatever it might be. Moist is a good I one. I've never seen on moist on one, but like yeah, adjectives are for like cooking methods, like crispy potatoes, like. It's you like, can put a cooking technique. Even. Yeah, a cooking Maybe. technique because that should tell you what yeah. it should be like. Like if you're having to put crispy bacon, it's like, well, I'm I'm hoping my bacon would be crispy, like, um, or, or whatever it might be. I think like y- you should assume, hopefully, assume some knowledge. But yeah, adjectives are normally a bad sign. For yeah, me. they're a funny one. Yeah, I think that like it seems to be the universal, the universal uh, sort of format for you know again like up marketplaces and stuff where it's just the it's like four words with commas in between where it's like well, I think free it, range duck breast yeah 
I think currants. You, you, you can go the other way. Where Garlic. You, you can give like no information. Yeah, where, but where that's, it's, that's it's, something yeah. that I, th- I actually find that quite effective. I think that Pilot does that in a really effective way is like they've got like, it, it just says like Barry's bread or it says like yeah. charcoal chicken yeah, or whatever yeah. it might be. And I actually think that that's really cool because it's like you, you're going to that restaurant knowing that it's a high level restaurant mm. and that what you're going to get is really thoughtful, like, you know, fine well, dining food. Th- and then <clears throat> when you get the menu... It's not over the top. Like, it's just yeah. like, okay, this is what we're having. Um, I don't really need to know that much. And when they come out, they'll probably talk about it. A bit yeah. I, I think like higher end <clears throat> venues, restaurants, a lot of time, um, which I think it was made where it's come from, you have a dish and it's like, well, I can put like, for one, there's 20 things on this. There's there's 10 techniques that took, yeah. that took three days. So if I try and write a, a you know description of that, it's, it's just not going to work. You're not going to know what, it's, what it is anyway. So I may as well just write the four main things on it and then go from there. Yeah. I, I like a bit, of, I like a bit of both. I like a bit, to, of, both. A bit of like, I don't I'd like, the other thing is when people put like a steak on a bed of, or, on a bed or, or, of. or, or, or <laughs> cradled by, or cradled by living in a cottage with its, with its <laughs> side veg. Like, like, like all these fucking weird things. Like, like what, why, why does food have to, uh, have to be nestled in yeah. to certain things like this? But I, I like a little <laughs> bit of both where it's not too sparse. It's not just like egg, <laughs> Back bacon barbecue. <laughs> yeah, like, is, that, okay. is that a bacon egg roll? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like when, it, when there's a bit of descriptor, so it might be like this cooked over coals or that rolled in this, like yeah. to try and give like some a bit more information. Right. That's yeah, kind of way, you got to find your like own it. balance and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think where we're talking about is like within the accept, acceptable uh, acceptable spectrum. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, but I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe we're snobs and we think about this too much and other people actually just want to like know everything that's on a plate. Like one of these, there's a place that I won't say the name of it, but there's a place that did something which I think was quite clever, which is like, I think that what they had in the kitchen were like two or even three different, um, seed like grain slash like dried fruit or whatever mix mixes mm. that they would scatter on like salads and brekkie and things like that. And it just made it on the menu. It made it sound like there was heaps of stuff on that dish. Yeah, so it'd yeah. be like a like green goddess salad thing with um, broccolini, poached eggs, baby spinach. But then it said like pepitas, mm. sesame seeds, flax seeds, um, you know, and, yeah. and and listed all these different like seeds and dried fruits and things like that, which would have just been like it would have just meant when you're in the kitchen, you yeah, just yeah, go yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's but six ingredients. That's, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So well, it kind of made it sound appealing. I think one one of the things the things we said was was big menus, large menus are always a bad sign. Yeah, huge. The more menus. dishes, just just the more work, the more sheer number of moves you have to do. Mm. Um, and I take you know, if you, if you have twenty dishes, you get a table of twenty who have. 20 different dishes and like you need a army of chefs to do that effectively yeah so that's always a bad sign but you can expand your menus kind of significantly by being clever by using ingredients in different ways or reuse ingredients across different things yeah um or, or whatever it might or you know or just, or just the way your menus laid out where some things can just be like on a plate so it's not all, again not always a bad thing but normally if you have a, a big menu i think anything over like Anything over like six or seven in a in a category, so six or seven mains, I think is normally a worry because mm. that means you need, especially. In, I mean, in a 
a lower end restaurant where things are a little bit quicker, less so, but in a in a sort of middle upper up like higher tier restaurant, it's a worry if it's any more than that. Mm. That's tough to do mm. with the amount of chefs that you would have. Yeah, I, I I used to work I used to work in a place. It was a cafe. It had. Um, a steak sandwich. So it had a takeaway menu and a dine-in menu and they mm. were both different. Oh, completely? Pretty much. Oh, yeah. See, that was I know, fucking cool. It was, yeah. And like all the dine-in stuff was more expensive and mm. whatever. And like people, it was just really confusing to yeah. try to get across to people. But they had like, the dine-in they had a takeaway take steak sandwich with like a couple of minute steaks on it or something like that. That was decent yeah, yeah. food, you know. And then, but then they had a dine-in steak sandwich that had a sirloin on it. <laughs> <laughs> and like it was like you know like six dollars more expensive or whatever yeah, yeah. it is so like instead of it being like 17 dollars with chips to take away it was like 26 dollars to yeah. dine in and people that's, were like can i just have that steak sandwich like they're like no that's the that's yeah, the takeaway take, yeah, menu yeah, one. yeah like what the fuck bro yeah. like, i think this is a lot of time when like yeah like chef well i say chefs know these things but yeah plenty of chef owners who try and pump out things like that. I think a lot of time it's yeah, lack of person writing the menu or, or running the show, lack of experience in the actual kitchen of knowing yeah. what that's like. Like, because like, a lot of people that would just be like, if you had two steaks down with different steaks, we'd be like, but like you, you'd have to cook two steaks anyway. And it's like, well, no, because you've got a, it's different timings and I've got to prep two steaks and it's not like I can even just use like the end of that, whatever it is. Like, like it's, it's, much, it's just, it's so much quicker if you just have, yeah. like it's just less moves. Like it's hard yeah, to explain totally. to someone who hasn't been in the kitchen. Like, the amount of moves you have to make in a kitchen, like just make a massive difference. If like like to the point where I was yeah. saying to movement economy, yeah, it's like if if you have to pick this bit of salt bush every time a dish comes on because you haven't picked it before service, that's going to add you know maybe twenty seconds every dish. If we're serving a hundred customers, that that's a massive amount of time, and that's on one little job. And it's just a little extra move that you might have to make during service that makes a massive difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, also talking about, we were talking about menus before, but like how do we feel about like, I don't know, like I guess we're, we're in the privileged position to be able to like to, mm. to be in this industry and, and be able to go out and enjoy like meals and things like mm. that. But like, I don't know. Maybe. What do you think the consensus is on the public from the public when, when you get sat down at a venue and they're like, "Now, have you dined with us before?" And like, you're just like, "Well, I don't know," but I'm like, "Here we go." <laughs> like, I'm like, "Here we fucking go." It's not my first radio, <laughs> yeah. like, um, and, and we're like, "No, I, we haven't dined with you before." Well, I'll just explain how the menu works. So, guys, we do things a little bit different here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, look, I go, I'm reading the menu. It's got a section that says small. Yeah. It's got a section that says big. It's got a section that says snacks. <laughs> like, I kind of can understand what those hard. those heading headings mean. Do you think, though, that, that we're just being dickheads and the, and the yeah. public is, is like, yeah. we need this explanation? I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely a weird divide between... Possible people or people who go out to dinner a lot and then people who don't go out to dinner very much. Because we yeah. people who go out to dinner and people hospitality, we're just used to these things. We used to like, you know, how, how you order a drink, how you order food in multiple, like in venues, like how a, a share menu works. But for a lot of people, <laughs> they don't. Um, they don't go out for dinner that much. It's not a thing. Um, so when they do go out, and especially if it's not, I think most people would understand a sort of three course setup, but not maybe not everyone. 
Like Everyone a lot, understands lot, a la carte. Well, I think, no, I think a lot of people, like a lot of people, have only gone to restaurants where you have a mate. I think a lot of time, like, yeah, um, like Maybe. a three course. One of the first thing that people need to remember about a three course restaurant is it's designed for you to eat three courses. Yeah, uh, for one, that's how we're going to make money. The the you know the bones of it, but also it's like we're going to make the portions so you need three courses to be full. Yeah, it's true. So don't go to a, an a la carte restaurant and have just a main and then complain that you left empty because mm. it's just like, well, yes, you did not eat enough food. Mm. Um, what do you think about the like explaining how many dishes I, you should I, get and stuff? I think that can be confusing for a lot of people. Yeah, and like and it's almost something that I know. Like when we've been out for dinner like this, we've ordered a shit ton of stuff, but then then also been to the the way to like, is that enough? Yeah. So although we did, we we knew how to start with it, we were still checking with someone to to make sure it was enough food. So I think I think I think it can be it can be conveyed better and worse by front of house staff and I think it can be written better and worse on a menu um, like like I mean it's it's a guide at the end of the day but yeah. I think I think it's it's helpful for people as someone who's goes out for food often I'm just like oh you don't need that and if like I know how to order here don't you worry <laughs> yeah I've got this like you feel a bit and you we are just being dickheads really are we yeah <laughs> okay. maybe so. we are it's fine dickheads. we can be dickheads like yeah, yeah well, that's, that's it. Our, like, I mean, right you're, you're a victim of your own experience um, in these exactly. situations. Exactly. So, I think like. that's definitely one where um, people go to restaurants a lot. Um, but it's been going on for so long now. Yeah, it's like there's still, 10 years of yeah, explaining I this know, shit. I know, but still, like, it's still, there would be a lot of people who just, who just don't go to those restaurants. Would have, you know, I mean, it might be their first time. And we want to make those people feel as welcome as possible. Yeah. So, I think it's, yeah, it's one of those ones. But I think you'll hear, you'll hear reviewers and, and critics and stuff. Mo- bitch and moan about about things like that because they they do go out to eat all the time and they're constantly hearing um, have you dined with us before and then okay well we do things a little bit different and, <laughs> and they're like just as different as the last 10 places I went <laughs> yeah, exactly. doing a share a la carte menu um, which which has just become the the sort of new the new you know, tasting menu of 10 15 years ago really yeah it's just it's actually just I've been thinking about it a lot recently because we, we do that at Bangalore um and thinking of and it's it's just the, it's the it's the the medium between a taste menu when you have full control and an a la carte when you give all the control to the customer and a share menu is okay i basically know you're going to order a lot of most of the menu and leave a couple of things out so i can hedge my bets as what you're going to have yeah. if i know that you're only going to have if i put you know five mains on one's a steak and i get a table of five i'm probably selling three steaks uh, probably no one's eating the veggie one, but I've got to have a veggie one. There's maybe one fish and and one other. Mm. So like you, you and you can't really guess it. It's just going to be a, a big random array. A share menu, you kind of know they're going to share a couple of little things, and you kind of have a bit more control. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I guess. But also, you don't want people to come in on a share menu and have eat like three courses. Yeah, which a lot of people do. Do they? Yeah, like. Or they'll just order mains and then after like 15 minutes they're like, um, our mains haven't arrived yet. And it's like, yes, you ordered a steak. Yeah. But that's just 15 minutes to cook and 10 minutes to rest. Yeah, it's true. That's an interesting one. Interesting point. Mm. Um, let's keep going. Let's 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 go get off menus and I want to talk about... Let's go off menu. Let's go off menu. And uh, I, I ordered... I asked for something off menu the other day and fucking <laughs> I got made fun of. I was at a cocktail bar. We won't say which one it was. It might have been in Melbourne. And I was like, 
Have you got anything cool like that you're just you're working on that's off menu or whatever? And they, they fucking made fun of me. I was like, I think it was just bans. Oh. It was banter. Well, it was more. I felt victimized, <laughs> and it ruined my experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a great experience at the same bar. So no, I look. I had a good experience too. The off-menu um, drink that they chose to make me was based around fernet, mm. which I don't know whether or not that was like an effort to be like, well, let's just make him something that there's a high chance he won't like. Like I, I don't mind fernet. Whatever, it's fine. Mm. But. It wouldn't be my number one choice of a base for a cocktail. I mean, a lot of industry people drink Fernet. Yeah, I don't mind Fernet. I like Amaro's so. and things like that. Fernet's like maybe a little bit next level for me. But um, yeah, anyway, mm. whatever. Don't order off menu at certain bars. Don't, don't ask for them to make you a cool cocktail that they think is cool rather than just ordering from the menu um, at certain bars. That's fine. <laughs> Rule one. <laughs> Rule one. Rule one. Uh, let's talk about condiments. <laughs> Let, let's um, Firstly Let's talk about This is what I like This is the stuff That I've yeah. that I've been a big fan Of seeing Gives in, you in, line in up. Okay so I went to Italian and Sons In Canberra uh, Relatively recently And They've got this Wood fired focaccia there That Is so delicious Like it is just like The nicest bread mm. Like it's just so fucking yum And They just have The olive oil Is like I think it's warmed under the heat lamps or something like that. Mm. And it's got some, like just a little bit, a little ramekin of olive oil with some fresh rosemary in it, high quality olive oil with, a, with some fresh rosemary in it that's heated to like heat lamp warmness. Have, have you, is, is it, it's not just the bread that's warm? The bread's warm, but olive yeah, oil's yeah, warm. Yeah, but you, so you've checked. Yeah, like you, it's like, like, like it might just be it might just be a, a factor of where they store it. It might yeah, be next yeah, to the yeah. fucking oven yeah. or, or, or or like next to where the heat lamps yeah. are, like on the pass or whatever. But just this like slight hint of rosemary mm. in this high quality olive oil with a like wood fired focaccia that has sea salt on it is like mm. the best thing I've ever eaten. Like it was it was so good, and it's just like yeah, you can just give people ramekins of olive oil, but it's like no, let's yeah. Change the temperature of the olive oil mm. slightly and put some rosemary in it. And that's yeah. awesome. Um, Small love attention that. to detail. Yeah. I was, that, I, that, that's what impresses me in a restaurant. When, when you see, that's what when, I when love too. That's what I absolutely and love. You go, and you go, oh, nice. Yeah, see what they've nice. done there. Yeah. And so another one that I was talking to you about before we started when I was like pitching this idea for this um, <laughs> these small bites is – I love it, and it's like you never see it. But they're, they're like the unicorn, mate. They're like a <laughs> unicorn. But if if you ever go to a place that would serve their bread with olive oil and balsamic vinegar, mm. um, if they put them in separate ramekins, mate, like I'm, you can be my friend. I'm wondering like, where the putting them in the same ramekin came from because it, it doesn't. It's not. It's not utility. It doesn't no, really work. Not, it doesn't you, work. Like, you end you up chasing the balsamic yeah. through the olive oil, yeah, <laughs> and you just and you just can't. Re- and then, then like the, I mean, the viscosity of the of the of the vinegar is more than the oil. So then the, the the vinegar drips off the bread for the oil. It yeah. like, doesn't work. But like I've done it. Like we we never we were never really served oil with our bread. But if there was a vegan, we would do a little bit of olive oil and a little bit of pepperberry vinegar. I had and it looked lovely. Drizzled through, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, send it out. Send it out. No, no good. 
No good. No good. Fucking vinegar comes back. Oil's gone. Yeah, oil's gone. <laughs> vinegar comes back. I'll tell you what. Actually, we'll, no, we'll stay with this and then we'll move on to um, mm. Devonshire tea. But uh, <laughs> we... Uh, oh, look, I'll, I'll quickly mention Devonshire tea as an aside. Got some Devonshire tea yeah. um, when I was up in Cairns. Yeah. And, mate, you just got to have your cream and your jam ratios right so there's enough to get you through your scones. What do you mean by oh, Devon, Devonshire tea? You mean scones, cream and jam? Yeah. Yeah, right. That's what it's called. Is it Cornish tea? No, uh, no I wouldn't even call it tea. tea. It's call called it- Devonshire tea. I'm telling you, it's called Devonshire tea. Okay, well, okay, scones, cream, and jam. If you want to, like, if you're Welsh and you don't understand Devonshire tea, scones, cream, and jam. Anyway, got it. Cream lasted for about half the scones. Jam lasted. That wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. Oh right, yeah, no, that's yeah, yeah. Cream lasted. That's not on. Yeah, cream, but cream lasted for like. Was it? Yeah, it just did. Was, it just were they in little sachets or packets, or was it like in a no, 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 rab- like a, a double ramekin? Okay, one with cream in it, okay. one with jam in it, and I see where they're coming from. Yeah. It's just the, and and and, the, and you know what, the, the the table next to us, same issue. I ate all their thing, and I asked it's for cream. Rife. I asked for it's more rife cream. I was like, the can I please have some? More? And they were like, yeah, can I have more yeah, cream yeah, for yeah, my yeah, thing yeah. too? You you are bold in asking for condiments, mate. I'll okay, fucking I'll ask. I'll fucking ask. Yeah. I'll ask them. <laughs> no, Steph, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, fucking totally. I'll hold you back sometimes. Yeah, no, I'm totally bold in asking for condiments. Um, that yeah, like, like not, not enough butter with your bread. Like sometimes you sometimes you <sighs> see it, and you're eyeing up this big old. Because everyone is everyone's chopping their sourdough pretty thick. Yeah, and it's like yes, I know there's only this much surface area. But there is this much full density of bread, so I need to put more on that surface to meet the the needs of the bread there. So it's not just about having like it, like yes, it might be that thick, but the bread's thick now. So do you, do you need the right amount? I'm going to sound like such a dickhead, but like, do you know what my ideal bread service is? What bread? Yeah, take your pick, whatever. Give me what you got. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. fine. But I want a triple ramekin with balsamic. High quality extra virgin olive oil and butter. And butter. And I want sea salt and a pepper grinder. I want all those that's, things. That's a bit much. Well, I, as I said, like, I'm going to sound like a dickhead, right. but in an well, ideal world. Are you saying we need, to, we need to start seeing a bread trolley? But mainly, <laughs> bread trolleys. But yeah, but mainly with like, many they have bread on, but you just want one bread and mainly condiment, bread condiments. Yeah, look, it's completely impractical what, and what, you'd what, never do what it. Would you, but like, that's would you like put in the, an ideal you world. You put I'd the want butter it. on? No, I don't put it all on the same one. It's like I assume oh, I'll have you, two okay. pieces of bread and then I get to have one with, okay. with olive oil and balsamic and one with butter. And right, right. both might have some sea salt on it and a little bit of ground yeah, pepper okay. on it as well. It, I feel like it's something that you don't see in this country so much. I think mainly wage costs too high to have this many chefs. But in the UK, if you go to like Mission Star restaurants, they will have multiple breads, like three or four, mm. even five different types of bread. Yeah. And then even like different, but I think I've seen, I've seen some restaurant, I can't remember it is, and they have like three little individual rolls and be like a whole meal and this and that one. Yep. And then three different condiments with it. Yeah. I'll find it. We'll, we'll go there. Yeah. We'll go. You can still your, find your, them. Your dream, you can still find them. Um, Italian restaurant? Mm. Chili oil. I love chili oil on my pizza. And if it's like easily accessible where I'm dining, mm. if it's on my table, if it's nearby or whatever, it's awesome. Most of the time, they've got it, which yeah, I think, and they don't mind giving it to you. I but think you've got if, to if ask. I, if I see a restaurant with too many condiments on the table, it's a bit of a flag for me. Yeah, but like, I mean, realistically, in an Italian restaurant, you're only going to have um, salt, pepper, and maybe chili oil. But even a then, like, I'm, I'm just thinking like, that's. 
is 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 that I think it's, yeah I think it's a little red flag. You reckon? Yeah. Like because it, it's, it's just busy and it's like how often they change them and like if they're just sitting there like is there much care about them like like have the this is this why I'd rather. But what about asking? Like would you well, ask? No, never. Yeah, no. but you you don't want no. chili on your pizza, do you? Or do you? I mean, I know there's this rumor going around on the Instagram DMs <laughs> that I have a sensitive palate um, that I find bechamel right. spicy. Someone's going to um, send us some chili oil. <laughs> so, yeah, that'd be a laugh. We've got our first Insta DM that's like, um, yeah, send you some, we'll send you some chili some, oil. Some hot sauce. Is it oil? It's sauce, isn't it? Chili oil. Is it oil? Yeah. Oil. Yeah, right. Anyway, we'll test it out. Yeah, right. Fair enough. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just really like chili oil on my pizza. And yeah. if, 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 if you don't have it, if you're in an Italian restaurant and you don't have it, then I'll mark you down. Mm. But, uh, oh, God, we sound like such dickheads, don't we? This is a whole dickhead podcast. But yeah, it's okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. I think, I like think people, 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 relate, people relate, relate with this. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know what, like, there's, there's a lot of really, you know, very cheap Asian restaurants out there that mm. have, like, so many different condiments on offer that, mm. that'll, that, that it's just, like... Like when you ask for chili, like they'll they'll tell you three or four different types of chili yeah, that yeah, they've got yeah. for you, yeah. which is great. I think a lot, a lot of these things, and we sort of moved off kind of things being red flags and just what we don't and do like. I think do it de- like, depends yeah. on the depends on the pl- on the place. Like at a a sort of a cheaper restaurant, like give me all the condiments. Yeah, at a cafe. Um, yeah, a cafe at a at a, at a, at a higher end restaurant. I want the food to be as as you want it. Hopefully that's good. Mm. So I'd, I'd rather in a high restaurant, I'd rather you don't offer any condiments than you offer all the condiments. If that was my choice, yeah, yeah, I'd rather go with them. <laughs> Fair enough. I and just but also sh- it, it's again like but also like if you, like everything has to be seasoned properly. Like I hate when something's under seasoned because I feel well like exactly. I hate asking for salt. Yeah, exactly. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. And we've had this issue before. We went. We both went out and we had some chips somewhere, and there was no salt on. Like, who doesn't put salt on chips? Well, yeah. Like, pretend like I, if it was a, like a, like a cafe, I'd ask for salt. Yeah. Like if I'm in a restaurant, especially like where I might know someone, the people. Yeah. I'm not gonna ask for salt. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd just be like, either they'll be like that dickhead. There was this. There was this cafe in Canberra. It's called a bite to eat. I don't know if it still has it. Chifley Shops. Shout out to a bite to eat for all the people mm. from Canberra. That they used to have this condiment table mm. where, like, I've heard it, of this. it was the best. And it was like it literally had. It was like a. It looked. It was almost like attached to the waiter's station or whatever. Mm. But it was just like it just had a sign written on a piece of paper above it that said "Help yourself," and it had tomato sauce, barbecue sauce, HP sauce, Tabasco, Worcestershire sauce, you can list them sriracha. All. Cholula, like all the awesome, (laughs) all the awesome, like all the condiments that you'd you'd maybe want to have on your breakfast. And it was all there and it was help yourself. And when anyone would like, you'd watch the the waiters and stuff. And when anyone would be like, oh, do you mind if I get some sauce? They'd just be like, over there. Fucking go for it. Over there. Go get it. Well, I like like the fact that they've gone like, they've sort of realized this, this, we'll we'll call it a problem in the cafe industry and gone, well, fuck it. We'll just put them all in a big table. And it's yeah. ma- and it's made it a thing that people come and come and talk about. So that's awesome. Yeah, so I think it's like that's that's my idea. I'd rather just like if you're gonna if you're gonna do condiments, do all the fucking condiments. Yeah, and give them a whole. But the table. other thing about I wonder if like because you're talking about before about like the moves, the economy of movement in a in a restaurant environment, and one of those oh, things is like time for a that's cafe. the thing. It's like if yeah. you 
like that's that's when we're talking about condiments. It's like if you can avoid a trip to the kitchen for your for your for your mm. for your waiter for your service staff, if you can avoid them doing a trip to the kitchen by having like one or two things on mm. the table that that are frequently asked for, yeah, you're saving a lot of time. And breakfast people at breakfast are the worst. Yeah, I've learned this recently. You breakfast eaters, you like they. Everyone just wants to change everything. Like, like <laughs> alterations. There'll, there'll be eggs on toast. But they'll be like, mm, no. Um, could I actually have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, eggs on one of the toasted buns that you do the uh, bacon egg roll yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, and instead of like, instead of the 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 tomato chutney on the side, I'll just get a whole avocado. Well, or, yeah, or yeah, like yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's like we have we have avocado on toast, we, and yeah. we have eggs on toast. People are like, mm, well, can I get? Just substituting just, out get, like just, can I just get for, the avocado on toast but without the just the avocado <laughs> with the skin on and then can you just put an egg on top of that yeah. and then I'll have the toast on the side and you're like you could have just picked either or really so breakfast people are the devil is yeah. why I don't that's why I don't eat breakfast yeah me too um, so I stay away from them um, and all cafes but like what like it's funny because I talk, like I'm sort of whinging about all the options that I like, but another thing that I really do like is when you go to a place and it says no alterations on the menu. Yeah, I actually like that. I, I respect that. Yeah, I get it. Yep, um, exactly. It's like well, yeah, I think or take it or leave it. Like I mean, you can probably ask them. Like dietaries are different. To yeah, alterations, yeah. I, I think it's like, like don't, just don't change the dishes. Like yeah. don't don't be like, well, can I get the the eggs on toast? But can I just have one side. Of the sourdough toasted and the other yeah. side not toasted. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're not here to cater for your whims yeah. and, and your, your specificity. Like, yeah. Something, yeah, something about breakfast. And that's why most cafes have like, oh, it takes got so their much, little it, it, sides it, section. Yeah, it's yeah. like you've got and a side it, section. But it, it literally, like, it, it fucks the kitchen for everyone. Yeah. Like if the kitchen has to make, and again, like then it comes down to yeah, these, these moves. That if you have to, like you're, you're set, you're set up. To be able to go boom, 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 and you know those moves, you know them off the heart. So as soon as you get eggs on toast, you go that one does there, that goes in there, yeah. that goes in there, and you're ready. As soon as an alteration, first of all, you have to read a ticket and try and work out. You're like, okay, so they want. Yeah, and the ticket's written by front of house staff, like on a ticket in yeah, a computer yeah, yeah. with it, like yeah. really abbreviated. It, it, never, like, it never quite works on a POS machine as well. Yeah. And then literally, it, it, mean, it stops the whole kitchen for minutes when you're getting backed up and it makes it slow for everyone. Yeah. So if you're someone who's complained about the speed of breakfast, it's probably the people in front of you who have changed the menu. Yeah. So shout at them, not the lovely hospitality staff. Blame them. Yeah, yeah. you should because it's literally, it's, it's not the staff. Some, yeah. Sometimes it's the staff. <laughs> Most of the time it's not the staff though. Yeah. Most of the time it'll be everyone changing shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love um, another quirk. We'll hit on a couple more. And but I do we'll like a sides it, right? menu. I do like to add more. I like to add more. Food. No, yeah, like, but that's but I that's what they're there the base. for. I would, yeah, I wouldn't, cha- I, wouldn't change, I wouldn't change the base elements. Yeah, but if if I got the option, add a sausage. I mean, add a sausage. Yeah, exactly. Add a sausage. Add a piece of avocado. Sumi. Add a um, you know, add a hash I mean, brown. Not, add, not avocado. Yeah, whatever. You Gross. don't like avocado and brekkie, but I do. Shit. It's good. I don't get it. My my one toast menu is pretty fucking good, but it's still not that good because it's avocado. <laughs> End of day. Avocado on toast is good. I nah, like it. No. Nah. I don't know. I generally don't have avocado with that much other than like if I had it on toast, maybe with an egg or something like that. But that's Yeah. The only time I liked avocado on toast is uh when I Do you it. like guacamole with corn chips? Not really, no. Really? It tastes like avocado. It's so weird. The, 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 I, the only time I like avocado is in sweet preparations really which in your avocado in, well that was I, just bloody wonderful yeah right. delicious that but also there's i can't remember which country it is but this is why i did a dessert avocado dessert uh at Caveau. it was one because i made such a fuss by hating smashed avocado on toast and was like i'll do my own version of it and then 
we'd done an avocado dessert with Caro previously, and there is a country, come where it is, where avocado is not a savory item. Oh, okay. It's a sweet. It's a it sweet, is a thing. sweet thing. Same, same with kind of like sweet potato in America is seen as like a sweet dessert vegetable. Avocado in this country, which I can't remember, they see as a sweet thing. So for them, putting on savory toast would just be like, "What the fuck are you doing? That's mental." Mm. So I think avocado is better as a sweet fruit. <laughs> cool. Good on you. <laughs> you lost me there for a second. Like whatever, Simon. <laughs> Um, mate, I reckon we should wrap it up because, yeah, like, yeah, we, we, we maybe we do another one. Maybe we're doing a part yeah. two of this because, like, there's all sorts of things that we want to wanted to hit on. Um, mm. Market fish. Oh yeah. Oh, see, yeah. we could just keep there's, going. Yeah, heaps. Yeah. All right. Let's do a part two. Okay. Let's wrap it up. This all is right. a small bites. We're at 45 minutes, so it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> it's a small. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, it's gonna be the let's wrap it up. Okay. Here's yeah. a teaser. Teaser for teaser for number two. Yeah. Market fish. Heights of stools and seats yeah. and things like that. Uh, special Specials boards, acoustics. Yeah. Yeah. Lots more to talk about when it comes to these little so quirks, much. issues, problems, so and attention to detail. <laughs> um, we're, glad you, we're glad you all find it so fascinating and that you're along with us for the ride. We want to hear your... Favorite, yeah. favorite, and yeah. least favorite call, things this about. It's called a call to action. Call to action. So slide into our DMs on yeah. Instagram or email um, us at thefoodfightpodcast at gmail.com. Us on the back of a postcard. Yeah. Yes, people or just talk to us in person and tell us what your yeah. favorite and least favorite pla- yeah. things. That and like we said, we're also doing uh, product reviews now. So oh, yeah, we'll be doing product, product send, reviews. Send us your products. We're going to be reviewing chili oil at some point. Yeah. Um, so if you want to, if you want to send us, if you want to send us the, do you know what we're going to do too, which I haven't figured out yet, but we're going to we're going to do a small bites where we review people that uh, we review food that people sell on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do that soon too. So look forward to that. All right, that's the end of this small bites. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk soon. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.